The content of this program does not reflect the views or opinions of 91.5 Jazz and More, the University of Nevada, Las Vegas, or the Board of Regents of the Nevada System of Higher Education. Hey everybody, and welcome to another episode of Sports Prep Live, Sports Prep Live. where we unbox the mic and talk excellence in athletics. Welcome back to Sports Prep Live. There has been a lot of things going on in the sports world since we last had an episode of the Prep Talk, so you know we had to come back and do another one. Great and Prescott, KB, you know what's going on. Let's jump right into it. You ready to go? I am ready. All right. So let's start with women's college basketball. Yes. Um, first off, to start the year, LSU opened as the number one team. UConn was two. And Iowa was three. Iowa was three, correct. Since then, all three of those teams have been beaten. Um, quite a few upsets. Ohio State, also a top 10 team. They were upset. By well, USC, yes. Yeah. What, what do you think of that? Um, well, the, the rankings came out of uh, everyone's performance in the NCAA playoffs last year. So mm-hmm. we had, plus who them taking a look at who was returning on some of those rosters. So... I think the powers that be felt they had a pretty good indication of what teams were going to be like. Um, Caitlin obviously lost a big one in Monica Cisano. Um, uh, South Carolina uh, losing to Leah Boston, but still uh, had an incredible recruiting class and had some awesome transfers come in. So I think, and they were they were pretty low coming in, you know, versus their established history in terms of you know the AP roster. Yeah. I, I think they were eight. number eight. Yeah. yeah, and so I felt like there was going to be some chaos. I felt like there was going to be a little bit of movement, uh, but my hair was blown back based on what happened the first two weeks uh, in women's college basketball. Like you said, there were just upsets left and right. Uh, some of them decisive. Others nail biters, uh, but all of them filled with drama. Uh, I can't wait to crack into it and talk about some of these individual upsets and the teams that either uh, took part in the upset or the teams that were upset. But yeah, there's a a, a lot to to get into. Yeah, and um, you said that you can't wait to talk about um, some of the upsets. So let's not wait. Um, first upset that happened was LSU. Right, I believe they were the first game of the year, and they got beat by. Colorado. Yes. Now, you and I both watched the film for that game. Um, What were your takeaways from that upset, and how do you think Colorado was able to um, defeat LSU? You know, I think Kim, not I think, Kim coming into this game, Kim Mulkey, um, head coach for uh, Louisiana State, had a feeling that this thing could go off the rails. And she actually mentioned that it could be a decisive victory. Um, and that she felt her team needed a wake-up call, that they were a little uh, high on the horse. Uh, they were feeling themselves a little too much, um, and so it would be a good test for them. Colorado, I think, you know, Iowa played Colorado in the NCAA tournament. I think they only beat them by 10 points. Mm-hmm. Uh, Colorado uh, is an incredibly talented team. They are dogs, pit bulls. Um, you know, they've got this guard, Sherrod, who is just unbelievable. Yeah. Um, and so they're, they're experienced and I think they returned everyone. So you knew at the outset, even before, you know, jump ball, that it was going to be 
a tough game for LSU. And I just don't think that um, they took good measure of, of who the Colorado Buffaloes were, um, and they paid for it. I mean, Colorado came in and slapped them around, and, and it really wasn't close. Even in the early, you know, in that first half, where it appeared that LSU was just kind of hanging around, you could tell by the way that Colorado was playing that this was going to get away from LSU and it was going to get away from them pretty darn quickly. Um, and the second half was really just an avalanche. And, you know, the the score at the end of that game um, does not tell the whole story. I mean, it was decisive, but... Yeah, there were some garbage time buckets for LSU. Right, right. I believe um, it was a 20-point game. Yeah, it, it could have easily been 30. 30, yeah. 30 plus. Colorado has a lot of shooting um, that LSU lacks. Right. So they can't space the floor as much and they can't... Um, take advantage of maybe some mismatches that they may have had in the paint because mm-hmm. they just can't space anything out and Colorado could double. And they did. They doubled and fronted the post on Angel most of the night yes. because they knew, even though uh, some people might have a different opinion of this, LSU thinks Angel is probably their go their go-to. It was. She certainly was in that game. She didn't shoot well, but she got the most opportunities to shoot. Right. And Colorado, what they did was they fronted the post and then they sent another defender in help side um, to dissuade Angel from making a good play. Mm-hmm. And it worked. It it did. She shot below 50%. It frustrated her, yeah. Yeah, she shot below 50%. I believe she only had 14 points. Still had 10, 12 rebounds. Mm-hmm. But compared to what we saw from her last season when they had a weak schedule, um, it was not what you would have thought coming from a player who claims to be the best player in the country. And I think that there were also some uncertainty on the part of, you know, the transfers and even some of the veterans. Um, You know, Angel Reese has come under a lot of scrutiny, and I don't know that she's handled it all that well. She had a very busy summer, and who at one time, or at least most people think of as her arch nemesis, um, they both had very busy summers. And I'm speaking of, of Caitlin Clark from the University of Iowa. But they also had very different summers. They were both very busy. And it appears to me, um, following social media, news reports, um, some of their own um, uh, videos and things that they've posted, interviews that they've done, um, Caitlin's was heavily focused on basketball. She was in the gym a lot. And I do not begrudge Angel for taking advantage of the opportunities that were presented her. But you could see this movie coming from a long way away. Yeah. I was not surprised by the outing that she had. And I think some of those, the transfers and, you know, Haley Van Lith and then some of the, you know, now veterans who were, um, you know, younger and didn't feel like, um, they were as big a contributor to those championship teams. Uh, Fulage Johnson, uh, Anissa Morrow is there. Um, I think those players are coming into their own now, mm-hmm. and they're not going to defer quite as much and may recognize that I'm going to get mine as well, yeah. whether or not um, Angel Reese does. And the fact that Angel is away from the team and they've won a couple of games and they have won them in 
impressive fashion. Yes, they have. Um, the ball has moved a lot more without her in there. Um, you know, the players have moved. Um, it, they're playing freer. Um, you, you can see that there's no ego. And Kim has kind of spoken around that without wanting to be critical. Yeah, she has. Of, of Angel. But um, I think when Angel's down there anchoring that offense, uh, it creates some dead weight. And without her in there, that ball moves a lot more and the, the other players move a lot more and they are playing outstanding. So it's going to be interesting, Gray, to see what happens when, and we'll talk a little bit about why she's gone, but when Angel does come back, it's going to be interesting to see what happens with this offense um, that has really been free-flowing mm-hmm. since she has missed a, a couple of games here. I like the way you said anchoring the offense. Um and I do not believe you meant anchoring as in leading. I think you meant no. anchoring as in holding it down. Correct. Yes. I, li- I like that holding terminology. Holding it back, yes. Yeah, I like that terminology. You also mentioned um, that other players on their team will not defer nearly as much. Right. Especially since the way they've been playing. Do you think that has um, led to the meltdown that we've seen from Angel at, um, at present time? I think that has something to do with it. Um, you know, Anissa Morrow can hoop. She's the, she had 42. Yes, yeah. 42 points. Yeah. Um, like, if that's not a coming out party, I don't know what is. Yeah. We all know Haley Van Lith can hoop. Mm-hmm. And I think Haley, and this is to be expected, Haley came into the offense, you know, wanting to, to get in where she fits in, wanting to find her groove, not wanting to step on any toes. But I think Kim wants from her, you be the Haley Van Lith that played at the University of Louisville. That's the the Haley Van Lith that we want. That if you see a good shot, you take that shot. Um, if Obviously, if, if, if you can break someone down off the dribble, do that. Yeah. Um, she's an outstanding player. So I think that's what they've gotten back to a little bit more. But yes, I do feel like um, some of that deference that, that may have been there coming out of that championship game and this is not just my opinion, but I'm going to say it as my opinion. I don't think that Angel Reese performed all that well in the championship game. She was out of the game for, with foul trouble for, a good portion of that game. Yeah, she was. And were it not for six or seven threes from Jasmine Carson and uh, incredible defense, defense from Alexis Morris, I don't know that they would have won that game. But I'll say it here on Sports Rep Live, it wasn't because of Angel Reese. And I think there was just too much deference to her. And I think that I think the team is now past that, and I think they're going, they're going to play better as a consequence of feeling like, hey, we are a part of this team too, and if there is a bucket that I feel that I can get as an individual player on that team, I'm going to go get it. Yeah. Angel Reese, um, and I think this comes from this stems from a lot of the attention that she got um, post tournament. Right. She. Now, this is the report. This is what the official report. Allegedly. (laughs) Allegedly. She's out because um, she's having an attitude problem. Mm -hmm. Uh, That might be the the G-rated version. Yeah, that's putting it mildly. Putting it mildly. Of what's going on. We're just going to lay down what we know. Right. Kim Mulkley has commented on this. We have mothers feuding. Flage's mom and Angel's mom. And Angel's mother, yes. And I'm going to expand on that in a second. We have Angel commenting, you know, don't believe what you hear. Don't right, believe everything right. that you hear. Um, so this is interesting. Flage Johnson's mother, 
in a Twitter post, I believe. Kia Brooks, I think her name is. Yes. She, responding to Angel's mother, said, um, I guess Angel's mother might have messed something up grammatically. Right. And Flage's mother says, no, I'm not quoting, but I'm paraphrasing. Paraphrasing, yeah. yes. Um, no wonder you had the grammar issue considering your daughter has below a 2.0 GPA. Right. Do we think that Angel is out because her GPA is sub two? You know, that... That, that will get you kicked off a team. That comment is so hard. Yeah, it is. Right? It even... You even struggled with just reading it because when you read it from the screen, you know, it's out there in Twitterverse or wherever it is, Xverse, whatever they call it now. Um, just to read it, it's jarring. Yeah, it is. That... Um, one star player's mother would go after the other star player's mother um, on something, on an issue such as this and not keep this stuff in-house, close to the vest, you know, within the family, as, as Coach Mulkey likes to, to, to say. Yeah. Um, I do believe, like, I think everyone knows that you, if you are pushing under a, a 2.0 as a college athlete, uh, it's going to be difficult for you to be on the floor. There has to be some standards. And it's that's in high school. That's probably in at any level nowadays that you cannot be failing and participate in uh, athletics, especially high-level athletics, representing a major, a, a Division One university. So if that is the case, and there are a lot of people believe that that is the case, and you would have to think that Miss Brooks – Falage Johnson's mother is a credible source yeah. <laughs> on information such as this. It's not something you would just make up. Right. You're not just going to throw that out there. Yeah. And it wasn't refuted, right? You, you know, we're, we're here on the box. You know, it's what we call the radio sometimes. Um, we're here on the box. And so um, we check our sources. We research. We make sure that we know what we're talking about when we bring a subject matter to the listening audience. Um, this is what is out there. And you would have to think that, that Miss Brooks, like I said, is a credible source. And Miss um, Angel Reese Webb, which I think is Angel's, Angel's mother. mother's name, yeah, that which right. is a little confusing. But Miss Webb did not push back on this. In fact, she probably did the smartest thing that you can do. Shut up. She, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. She remained silent after that comment. And that's probably the best thing that she could have done in this, yeah. in, in this situation. But then again, because she remained silent, that's a telltale sign that there was some truth. Truth to was what, spoken. Yeah. The truth was spoken. Yeah, that's uh that's a situation you don't want to be in both as a team, organization and player. Um and we wish we could tell you when Angel is coming back, but we don't know because Kim won't Kim talk won't about ta it. Yeah. She Kim said has, that it's she said and, in house. And I, I disagree with this. You know, she um Angel Reese is a public figure now. Mm -hmm. Um she is a a brand endorser. She represents several brands. Um, she is a person of notoriety. She is a grown woman and she is representing a, di a division one university. And she does this for, in her words, people that look like her. So if you are a public figure, um, you can't just take all of the accolades. And then when it comes to accountability, you're nowhere to be seen. 
So I disagree with this notion that Coach Mulkey has put out that um, we don't have to say anything um, about the situation that is going on uh, because we are a family. I understand that you're a family and that's that's a great ethos to carry forward. But Angel Reese is a public figure and something should be said. I think Coach Mulkey is trying to protect the – and I do do not begrudge her that. Yes, she is. She's trying to protect the camaraderie of the team, especially if Angel comes back. Sure. She doesn't want to step on anybody's toes. Sure. There's a lot of nuance to the situation. Absolutely. So Absolutely. I I can't I can't hold that against her for trying to I agree with you. Um protect Angel from that. But at the same time, you know, you gotta have some accountability. And if Angel wants to be so public, we should probably know what's going on. However, this is a Likely a humiliating situation for it's tough for Angel. It's, it's a tough situation to be in. Yeah, so I I I can't hold that against Coach Mulkey for being silent, but I can hold it against Angel because you know say something if you're you not wanna, silent any other yeah, time. You want to talk about all this? Oh, um, best play, and it's me and Caitlin, and I'm, I should be higher on the draft list, and this is a disgrace. Oh, correct. Correct. If, if you want to talk about all this arrogant stuff, then why don't we talk about it when... We want to hear from you now. Yeah. Uh, another team in college basketball. Now, this team hasn't had nearly... The drama. Yeah. Yes. But they have had some on-court. They have had an and one on-court problem uh, is Iowa. And specifically, Caitlin. Mm-hmm. No, she's averaging 31 points a game. She's doing her thing. But I do think that their game against Kansas State raised a red flag. It did. Um, I'm just going to lay out some statistics here. So Kate Martin, who is a returning senior, um, she went scoreless, and she was projected to be one of their biggest players. In the game against uh, Kansas State. Kansas State, yes. Uh, She went scoreless. And she's supposed to be one of their top players. And, and a starter. She's a starter. Yep. She played 22 minutes. Mm-hmm. Gabby Marshall played 28 minutes. Mm-hmm. She scored two points. And uh, they lost the game by five. Caitlin shot nine for 32. That's 28%. Oof. And two for 16 from three, which yeah. is worse. That's 12.5%. Mm-hmm. This raises the big question. Can Iowa win if Caitlin has an off night? I'll wait for the audience to answer that question. <laughs> it's a resounding no, but that should not be the case. Yeah. Here we are talking about, just to digress for a moment, Angel Reese and how spectacularly LSU has played without their quote-unquote best player on the floor. And although Iowa does not have the talent behind Caitlin that LSU has along with Angel Reese, um, the point still stands that you need to be able to have contributions from your supporting cast. And for Kate Martin to go scoreless in this game against a team that she's familiar with, Mm -hmm. Kansas State beat Iowa last year. They did. Caitlin Uh, rolled her ankle at the end of that game, I believe. Uh, and Gabby Marshall to only have two points, Stolke to have two turnovers in the last two and a half minutes, and I believe score nine points. She did have eleven rebounds. She didn't. She didn't do horrible. Okay. She did her job. Okay. Uh, you. She gave you. She's a center. She gave you eleven, twelve rebounds. She did. She gave you about ten points. 
But two turnovers in the final two minutes. Okay, well, if we're gonna if we're gonna away. say final two minutes errors, Caitlin shot she yes. four five threes in a row. Yes, um, and they're down one point, and then you can see three points. But I then, think the reason you get into this situation, and I'm glad you bring that up, the reason that Caitlin gets into that predicament in the first place is because teams are identifying. We know who's going to hurt us. Everybody in the country knows who's going to hurt us. And if we lock in on that individual, if our defense shifts and we pay more attention to Caitlin Clark, have the others proved that they can step up and pull out a victory Mm -hmm. and support Caitlin Clark? And I don't think this year, at least, that case has been made. It hasn't. And, and I think, you know, people are loath to fault, you know, that supporting cast. But you cannot go an entire game and be a two, uh, play the two position that's a shooting guard and have zero points. That's unacceptable. So now they did bounce back. They had an incredible game. There was incredible balance. So hopefully that message got through to that supporting cast. It does seem like it based on the uh, the ensuing game that they had following that Kansas State um, debacle. Um, but they need to know they have to step up. And I think that leads to Caitlin taking some of these ill-advised shots because no one else can even get a shot off. Yeah. When they played Virginia Tech, who at the time I think was seventh or ninth right. in the country, and Iowa was third, they beat that team. Caitlin, now Caitlin had 44 points. Mm-hmm. But... She did get help from correct um, Hannah Hannah Stolke, Stolke did really Kate well. Martin, yep. um, Gabby Marshall, all all of them chimed in and helped. So if Caitlin gets the help, um, I I really think I was still going to be a challenging team to beat. And you know, Virginia Tech played well. Um, their point guard. Um, 31 points. Georgia Amore. Yeah. 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 She's 30, tough. 31 points. She is tough. She is. And then their national player of the year candidate, she didn't do poorly Elizabeth either. Yeah. She, yes. Um, she was 20 and 10, I think. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So they had a great game, but Iowa still had balance and they were able to knock them off on the road. Right. But then Kansas State, a team that's familiar with them, I don't think they came in thinking, oh, they're second in the country. They're going to beat us. No, they came in with a game plan. Yes, they came in. We're going to focus on her. We beat them last year. We can beat them again. And Iowa just didn't, they didn't execute. Nobody executed. I mean, Caitlin had 24 points, but shooting 28% from the field and 13% from three. Right, right. And I'm a huge Caitlin fan. Um, But I do attribute, and I'm not going to make excuses for her, but I do attribute a lot of that inefficiency to her just trying to do whatever she could to make up for a really deficient outing from her teammates. And, yeah. and hopefully, you know, whether it's the Iowa Press Citizen or the Cedar Rapids Gazette there in Iowa or the Quad City Times uh, out there in the Quad Cities, um, I think that they've been taken to task. And I think that they have heard the feedback that that is unacceptable. Yeah. You don't have to give me, um, as, a, as a, a teammate of Caitlin Clark, you don't have to give me 20 points per game. But you got to give me something. You got to give me eight to 10. Correct. Yeah. You got to give me, as a shooting guard, you have to give me something. 
And if you give me something, you're going to go a long way. You know, Caitlin will take you a long way. So I think they both made mistakes. The team made mistakes and not being there to support her. And then I think, you know, Caitlin made a mistake in trying to do it all by herself. However, I do understand why she felt like she had no other choice. Yes. I've read some I've read some articles recently, and I'm sure you have too, podcasts talking about um, Caitlin not being as great of a player as she gets credit for due to her sometimes inefficiency. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would like to touch on that just a second and offer some context. It's hard to be efficient when the other team's game plan is to double or triple every is time to you stop touch you. the ball. It's to stop you. Yeah. One player, that's their game plan. I mean, there were times against Kansas State, there's this defense, box and one, and you know, you played basketball, I'm sure you're familiar with the box and one. Right. You set up four players at elbows and block, or nowadays since the spaced out uh, wings, and then high post. And one player guards the ball. Kansas State at times was running a triangle and two. Mm-hmm. Two players mm-hmm. stop Caitlin and the other three cover the other four players. Correct. That just that's a testament to how deadly Caitlin can be as a player. So despite her off shooting night, there has to be some context to um why she's inefficient. And if your teammates aren't playing well, I mean two points from a starter and zero from a starter. Right. It's hard to trust them to take a shot. It is hard, but I think, you know, harking back to my era, um, and I'm going to jump to professional sports here real quick. Um, you know, one of the biggest um, uh, bouts of confidence that the current coach of the Warriors, Steve Kerr, uh, got from his playing days with the the Bulls is Michael Jordan getting him the ball when Michael was being double and triple teamed and trusting him to make a big shot and not losing faith in him if he did not knock down that shot. And I think Caitlin has to make sure that she has those moments with her teammates. Yeah. That um, she's got to trust them even when um, they're not shooting and I'm not even going to say not shooting well. They're just not shooting. Yeah. She's got to bring them around to make sure that, hey, in moments like these, when I am being double and triple teamed, I need you to step up and take the shot. If it goes in, it goes in. If it doesn't, we keep playing. But she has to entrust them to take that shot. That's a part of her role as a leader on that team so that they do feel confident enough not to just sit and watch her play basketball against five other people. Yes, and I think that's what actually led to their, um, I don't think it was surprising, but for some people it was tournament run last year. There were games, really two, um, Georgia, Caitlin had an off night, mm-hmm. or significantly off night, worse than um, her performance against Kansas State. Mm-hmm. However, in that game, the supporting cast, Kate Martin and Gabby Marshall, were excellent and that's what got them the victory. Absolutely. I think they won by Absolutely. 10, maybe 8 to 10. They were in that range. And Caitlin only had 20, 22 points. That's a good night out of the office. If, and I think Kate and Gabby each gave them 15 plus. If you can do that, 
And you don't have to do that every game because Caitlin's not going to have an off night every game. Right. But right. if you can do that just to pick up some slack for when Caitlin's getting triple teamed and double teamed, Iowa's going to go a long way. Yeah, they so will be I'm, worthy I'm of not, that number two ranking. That I'm not had. worried about them. Um, but I just think that the supporting cast needs to realize they got to step up. Agreed. Agreed. Um, now, I just want to point out, we don't forget about men's college basketball and men's sports. It's just very dull. There's not a lot of drama <laughs> in there right now. In it's fact, very, you and I are off, speaking of men's sports, and you and I are off. Um, we're about to head out of here. Yep, um, we're off to the... Did Bishop Gorman, um, the state championship game against Liberty. So we'll have something to talk about um, on next the other time. side on, in the next episode. So I that will be really interesting. I don't want to... Um, Go out. I'm gonna go out on a limb here. I think we're gonna know what we're gonna be talking about next time. Don't jinx them. They won 49 to six I'm last aware. time. Don't jinx them. I'm not gonna jinx them. All right. All right. Uh, thanks everybody for tuning into this episode of Sports Prep Live. We had a great time. Uh, all as always, have a great day, and we'll see you next time. Peace out. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Sports Prep Live. I'm Graydon Prescott, and don't forget to catch all of our episodes on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. And be sure to follow us on Instagram or Twitter at Sports Prep Live. Thank you.